so that's that's more my heart go go i think i got the right one for this one uh, i think I, yeah there it is no that's not the right one that's what <laughs> that's not the right one there we go there it is Oh man! Hey. Oh no, you nailed it with that uh, fucking scuttle sound there. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Welcome back to the Space Oddity Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Desi. It's Dead Robson, <laughs> and it's me. It's the it's the Benny and Desi show today. Oh, got me my hot cocoa. It's quite delicious, and ready to talk about. All the random shit um, we're gonna talk about. Later in the episode, we're gonna do something called Dragon Age Confessions. Ooh, oh god, oh god. So I I went back on Twi- on Tumblr, perusing through Tumblr. Yeah, that's still a thing. Tumblr. And um, this is not as spicy as it used to be. Nah, it hasn't. But what's still fun is these Dragon Age confessions that people um, post. They don't, um, so they don't have to worry. Um, if you're the person who created this page, you don't have to worry about it. I don't. You don't put post their names, and I don't know their names. So we just get these read people's confessions on what how they feel about Dragon Age, the Dragon Age universe. I heard they were, like, talking about bringing back, like, the fruit scale. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, not the... <laughs> Which is a very uh, fan fictiony. Is it fruit or maybe it was citrus? Could have been. I, it, um, it's hard to keep up with people's fan fictions and their labels and terms. Like, right now on Twitter... People, there are some people. I don't know what the fuck they labeling it. I'm just gonna call them Tif, Tifa and Aerith shippers. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Tifa, Aerith, and Cloud shippers. They're a thruple, thruple, whatever the fuck they people are calling that now. Thruple, yeah. Um, and then you you have the obviously the classic Cloud and Tifa or Cloud and Aerith, whatever. And there's people are bitching about the top two I've mentioned. I'm like, let people enjoy things. If people want to see Tifa and Aerith together, let them have their fanfiction. There's how I don't even know how old Final Fantasy VII is. <laughs> Shit's old. Yeah, just quick complaint. Just here's the thing, okay? Let people enjoy shit. Don't yuck someone's yum. Yeah. If someone's yum is not harming anyone and is not being, like, harmful to, you know, any race, religion, sexual orientation, you know, anything like that. Like, don't yuck their yum. Let them have their, let them have their stuff. Yes. If it's not harming anyone, if it's not projecting any problematic or harmful stereotypes, like just leave them be. Okay? Yes. Let them do their thing. Scroll on by. Don't fucking say anything. Okay? There's 
a time and place to spew your truth and your voice to other people about issues, but like, just don't be that dick. That yuck someone else's yum. That's what we call gatekeeping. And that's just not cool. That's all I gotta say about that. Okay. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I am now finally yes. on point. <laughs> that was very well done. Yes. Uh, I do agree with you. Just keep scrolling. I do the same thing. I'm like, if I see something that annoys me, I'm like, I don't have the energy. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, yep. I definitely cannot share that to public. I'm gonna keep scrolling, but save that to watch later. Yeah. Scrolling, scrolling. Like, it's just the weird shit, you know. If you see someone that's like, "Oh, I felt cute today. Here's a great picture," and like, then someone's gonna be like, "Oh, you look fat, though." Like. The fuck you commenting that for? The hell are you doing that for? Just to be a dick? Like, now there that's is the shit. That's kind of like the shit we're talking about here, okay? Like, now there is times I do when I get comments like that. I do normally. I I will not reply, but then there's just some days you're like, a good hey, fuck you. <laughs> right? Like, just I would tweet it, or if I'm really bold. I'll do a video. You get all of this and vocally. It's just, yeah. If, it's I, just, if I want to be. It's why I've, like, it's just shit, dumb shit like that, where I'm just like, barely hanging on by a thread to social media. I'm like, so close to just nuking everything. Yeah, you already nuked Facebook. I nuked Facebook. I... Don't think I think I just uninstalled Twitter. I think my Twitter account's still out there floating around somewhere, but Nerds Against the World's Twitter account still floating out there. I never deactivated it. Yeah. So like whatevs. Yeah. Um speaking of Twitter, my favorite artist, Babs Tar. Saw that transition? Mm. That was a good transition. Um yeah. who good is job. who is in for the Tifa and Aerith? relationships or was that uh okay make no no babstar it is babstar but she created the bad girl costume on that burnside run for bad girl and warner brothers just released the first image of leslie grace as bad girl and i for one like the suit that's a good suit like it looks comic book accurate mm -hmm. because like that redesign was amazing that was honestly one of the best redesigns of a comic book character mm -hmm. like costume in a long time um i couldn't really tell i would love to see if like the cape still has like the snaps so that because like in the comics like if someone grabbed it it would just snap off so it wasn't like a hindrance which i was like that makes so much fucking sense it does that's just so smart i zoomed in you can see the little snaps on the shoulders fuck yes okay great great all 
all I need. Plus, she just she looks fabulous. She looks great. Bad ass. And so, if it's going to be canon to the DC movies, then maybe we'll see is Jeffrey Wright. Shit, is that his name? Um, That's playing the new Commissioner Gordon. Last no. time I checked, uh, J.K. Simmons is returning to play Gordon. No, but in the the Batman. The Batman is is a separate universe from the DCEU. I mean, they haven't officially stated that yet, though, have they? Because, like, the DCEU, I think they're trying to, like, go away from, like, the quote-unquote Snyderverse. And this is why, I, as much as I like this Batgirl suit, I'm hmm, I, I'm actually done with the DC DC movies in general. I mean, I feel like they need to do their own new 52 thing, and they just need to... St- Start over. <laughs> they tried. There's too, there's too much. I get maybe bad blood is the thing, but there's too much like just bad connotations with what they tried because obviously the vast majority of things they tried at the DCEU didn't work. Mm. There were quite a few standouts. Like this isn't like a blanket statement for like. The entirety of the DCEU is terrible, but, like, they do need to start anew and do, like, a soft reboot. And I think that's what they're banking on for the Batman. So, like, if the Batman is huge and successful, they can sort of, like, build anew with that. Here's my thing. I we can blame Marvel on this. The cohesive the cohesiveness of all now thirty one of their movies. There's I do not think we need to blame Marvel no, for no, this. No 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 <laughs> let me let me explain. When we get the DC movies, I do expect some fucking cohesiveness with these movies. Some form of cohesiveness. When you start off with Man of Steel and you start planting these seeds and then you go one, two, skip a hundred. We get Batman versus Superman. Like, why can we spend mm. time with Henry Cavill first? Then let's okay. or get it yeah. like like. Then let's build on these building blocks. Like this is why I say like mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm not bla- outright and before anybody listens. <laughs> like, I did think before I speak. I'm not outright blaming Marvel. I'm just blaming Marvel for like putting this in my head. Like. This is something I would like to see. Even Blumhouse, in a weird way, yeah. have cohesive with, um, uh, God damn it, the Purge movies. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. So you're, it's not really like blaming Marvel. It's just saying like, because Marvel shows that you can do movies that are tied together but still separate. Yes. Thank you. Like. Yeah, like, it, basically, you can create a universe that is just all one thing, but can still do the separate things. Like, it is kind of magical still to think about, like, what Marvel did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, basically, bringing comic books to life. 
Yeah. Which and, I never thought like truly would see that done in like the best way. Yeah. I mean, we had like great standout movies here and there, but like and we have duds here and there with the MCU. Way more duds uh, for comic book movies than we've had winners, at least like pre. I'll say pre MCU. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> um, but what I what I like about what Marvel does, and I'm noticing DC don't do, the writers and directors, even Chloe Zhao, when they come in, they are given the wealth of of the history of what they're going to be creating, and they're bringing those essence of those characters and these stories into these movies. When you get to DC, and this is mind boggling. There, we're close to 90 years for DC Comics. They're older than Marvel. Not one fucking movie tries to, like, bring... Like, Superman... People complain about Superman, like, is too all-powerful. Like, he's nothing to relate. In the last... And I can't believe these 20 years. Fucking hell. In the last 20 years, there's been a lot of Superman comics where they make him more approachable. Where he went from saying true justice in the American way to true justice in humankind. And then they went, there was a whole comic book storyline on that, him like uh, renouncing America. I have this theory. That could have been a movie. With Superman. Is that people say he's not relatable, but the people that say that are the ones that haven't read the comics. So they only know it from either one, like, the Richard Donner movies, or the bullshit Zack Snyder movies, um, or... The animated series? The Kill Bill, Volume 2, where Bill has that hugely incorrect monologue about Superman. Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Fucking Quentin Tarantino doing some bullshit monologue on Superman about how he's like, oh, he's not Clark Kent, he's Kal-El. He's fucking adopted. He is Clark Kent. Like, bitch-ass son of a bitch, read a goddamn, like, Superman story. Because his whole thing is obviously trying to find... Who am I? Am I Calvell? Am I Clark Kent? And then he comes to the realization that he's fucking both. But he is way more Clark Kent than he ever was Calvell. And like, just if that is all you know of Superman, is that one stupid fucking monologue from fucking Quentin? I love feet way too much Tarantino. Then you really need to fucking check yourself. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna jump off that soapbox now. Okay. I think this is a proper. I think this is proper to to be used. Oh. Y'all just got slapped with the truth bomb. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't me this time. Ooh, uh, yeah, but, anyway. Uh, but to that point about what you were saying about Superman, I haven't finished all of season one of Superman and Lois. 
what you were describing, what you want out of Superman, it's there. You have Superman trying to be a good father to his sons, and and it's him and Lois working together trying to balance that. And they're on equal footing, equal billing. It's not like, oh, this is a whole Superman. No, this is why it's called Superman and Lois. It's like you're showing them both trying to be, and then they both get they they have to hear it from their own kids. Like you lied to us about you being Superman, not telling us outright. And yes, it has the the teenage tropes, but it's like it makes sense. They blatantly lied. I'm like, no, your father's not Superman. And then even the son's like, you made me think you was a deadbeat father for the majority of my life, and you're out here saving people. I was like. That is kind that, of a dick move. I was like, that is a valid... He has a valid... That kid has a valid point. Yeah. Clark, he has a valid point. Because especially, like, when you're like, dude, Clark, you grew up with, like, a great loving family that was like, hey, you gotta be careful with your powers, okay? You gotta use them for good. Can't really tell people about them, okay? Because you don't, like, know what's gonna happen, but just, like... But then it goes to Clark's perspective, and he talks about technology... Things that's going on with his kids, him being scared that one or both may have his powers, just things like and it was like okay, I can see it on both sides, and I was like, and it shows Superman with the complexity that you don't see in fucking movies, and it's always mm, and it's okay. always the same ones we always get with him. Am I really human? Am I like we got through Man of Steel, which we are tired of fucking seeing by this point, <sighs> and then Batman. Okay. I will defend this one point. And this one is another reason. People don't read fucking comic books. Another mm-hmm. one. Yes, it is weird that he has kids, child soldiers. It is true. And they, and they said he has this money, but he doesn't do anything with it. Which we also see in the trailer for the Batman that came out like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, Matt Reeves, you are like, are you building, showing that he actually does stuff with his money? Because in the comic book, he has half, he built a bunch of halfway houses, people that he did fuck up and put in the hospital, he covered their medical expenses, put them in halfway houses, and employed them. Yeah. And he made sure to build an opposite hospital, psych ward, opposite of Arkham, because you know Arkham can't do shit. He's, yeah, he's not just the beat him up and throw him in Arkham until they escape so he can beat him up and throw him in Arkham again type thing. Like, that does happen because, again, that's just, like, the nature of fucking comic books. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Batman still is still a dick, though. He he, he still does things that make you, like, really? Why yeah. Are, why are people it's just, you? it's really funny. Like, growing up, he was kind of my favorite and then, like, as I got older, I'm just like, man. I'm more Nightwing. <laughs> yes. Like, I just, I feel like his surrounding characters and, like, that family are just way more interesting than, like, Sad Rich White Boy. I hated the, I liked the Grant Morris's run of Batman and Robin when Nightwing, when Brute, when Dick became Batman. Mm-hmm. They could have just kept it for, like, at least five years. Keep Bruce Wayne dead. Just keep him dead. We know he's going to come back, but just let him stay dead for at least five years so we can have Dick as Batman for a little while. No. He was Batman for about a year and a half. Then Bruce is back. 
I still just fucking loved like that run of Nightwing where he was like that fucking like super not superhero but like secret agent dude guy. Uh, agent <laughs> like, Grayson. Yes. I oh I hate I liked it but I hated that run because him and like he did something I have an issue where he did something and it got to the point where Tim even Jason Tim Jason Todd Damien and Barbara all hated him. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is an issue I'm not going to reread because that did not like how that ended. <laughs> that did not sit well with me. But that's also just another thing I love about my comic books is, again, because I just... I love showing the complexity of people mm-hmm. you know because like it's i mean yeah we're just again we can do great and wonderful things but we can also just super fuck up like yeah and make mistakes and it's it's fine as long as you just acknowledge and just try your best to fix it like like this is I, why I like the MCU better because he's showing the heroes fuck up and trying to fix their situations and that was more prevalent in No Way Home with Peter yeah like you see him and then having MJ going like consult with us you have us here as your backup I'm trying to do everything yeah. on your own like and then you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, like Fal- um, Sam going to his sister or going to like Bucky actually talking it out like yeah we don't see this shit in the DC movies like what the fuck yeah like even with Age of Ultron like showcasing you know the after effects like a fuck ton of people died and you then created your one of like your most formidable villains ever. Like literally, I think to this day, aside from Thanos, uh, is like the only villain to best the Avengers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his fucking Zemo. Oh yeah. Because his whole plan was just to rip him apart. And he fucking did. And because he ripped him apart, they were not prepared for Thanos. And then Thanos was able... Like, this is why I think, like, Zemo is a better villain than Thanos. Because I think if the Avengers were together, like, that fight would have been no contest. Like, they, I think they would have, like, fucking just plowed through um Thanos and all his peeps <laughs> like like they did um in the second one until, <laughs> until Thor didn't Thor got cocky and had to have his last word didn't go for the head it's fine um he went for the head <laughs> but that's we're going off on tangents here. So, anyway, more complicated, 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 complicated. I can speak. I swear. Mm-hmm. Um, 
villains and heroes. And not even so much complicated, just more humanized. You know? Which leads me to Moon Knight and that trailer. And now I was pleasantly surprised by this trailer because I'm not a huge Moon Knight fan. I tried reading it, couldn't really get into it. Um, I made the mistake of starting with like the original run of comic books, which I do not recommend because those have not aged well. Um, so probably the newer run. And I read a couple of them, still can really get into it. So I know like the bare bones stuff about Moon Knight. So I don't even really know like who is big, bad, like adversarial person is um which I'm assuming is Ethan Hawke since he just seemed so menacing in that trailer but it's just it's very refreshing to watch the trailer and be like ooh okay I only know like 10% of this character so it's gonna be (laughs) it's really nice going and not really knowing anything and just being like I'm excited to see what the fuck happens since we're into these in that topic, I think it's good enough to use this sound clip. Moon Knight. <clears throat> I, f- I feel like probably should have waited on that one, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, it's okay. I'm with you on this one. I only know enough what my uncles showed me before they. Uh, let me see, he passed October 2020, so this would be December 2019, when, like, Moon Knight was, like, being discussed. He had the, now, I don't own the Warren Ellis run, and I'm not going to own the Warren Ellis run, because, uh, apparently Warren Ellis is a creepy bastard. That's all, that's, that's all I'm going to say, but, um, so far... It is what Marvel is doing. He it looks like it's hinted of a multiple personality disorder. So I'm I wonder if we're gonna get like from the trailer, we see him at the Egyptian uh, temple. Like, are they gonna show his origins of like him being an, a mercenary, then being like I know he was a mercenary, betrayed, left for dead, and then Koshu. Um. Like, got his body and then, like, brought him back to life and made him his warrior, the Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, that is what I, like, I know. So, like, anything else, like, you villains, I don't know who his villain is. All I know is Moon Knight worked with Blade, Werewolf by Night, and the Avengers. That's all. So, like, I'm with you on this one. Like, the Eternals. Don't know much about it. I'm going with the open mind, but tempering my expectation. Was not expecting him to play a British person, though. Was not expecting. Yeah. Him to play. I was like, okay, all right, let's 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 do this. Yeah, because I was trying to remember. Because I thought he was, and this is just again from like memory. I thought he was based more in like New York, like all like Daredevil. So yeah, it is pretty interesting that it. Like, cause it makes it seem like it's it's England, like they're in England. Like he's a British hero. 
Yeah. What if, if we're really doing going for that multiple personality disorder, like Mark Spector is his American half. Yeah. Steve, Steve is his British half, and then Moon Knight is the third personality. Yeah. I mean, but that's it. I'm just... I'm just genuinely excited to go into this with, like, a pretty blank slate and not, like, any of that, like... I don't want to say baggage, but, you know, like, when you read stuff and you know stuff, so, like, Hawkeye, like, I fucking loved the Fraction Run, so, like, I had high hopes, and so I still loved the show, but I'm just still very disappointed with things like Kazi, like, you want they a, made, you want a creepy clown they made, I want a fucking creepy clown guy, I didn't want a fucking clown, like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> just... I wanted menacing mime, not fucking. I can't even think of another fucking pun. I just want to be like bitch ass clown. Like I think um, after let me see, almost like a year and a half of these stupid assholes dressing up as mimes and clowns, creeping people out. I think Marvel was like, yeah, let's not fuck with people's minds. Let's just make Kazi this person. Let's not give them a creepy clown or mime. Shut up, though. Like, I just... I think we're going to get that creepiness and that brutalness, out, I, I think, out of Moon Knight. Because, I mean, this looks more darker than anything. Once again, I hate going back, but this is what dark and gritty is supposed to look like, DC. It... Definitely is giving me more like Netflix Daredevil vibes mm-hmm. by the trailer. Um, oh. But also, it could be like, um, I feel like it's also still going to be pretty tame because, like, watching the trailer again, like, and it shows that scene where he's like beaten down on somebody on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, that person didn't look human. And they also kind of looked a little CGI-ish. I think that's probably what they're trying to get away with. Um, because instead of showing a person getting brutally massacred by a, a costume cape-wearing mask hero. Let's well, just... I mean, Moon Knight is a murderer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. How um, much I remember. But, um, for sure. The, there is a lot of red on his knuckles. The showrunner for Moon Knight is the showrunner of my favorite Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy. Okay. So, But I think he's not the showrunner for season three, but he is the writer for season three because he was doing Moon Knight. So I'm expecting... The level of craziness that he he helped bring in, creating um, Gerard Way's um, Umbrella Academy and bringing that essence over to Moon Knight, and it looks like he has done that just a little, just from like that thirty second trailer. Was it fifty seven minutes? What that fifty seven seconds or was it fifty thirty seconds? I don't even remember. I don't care. From the bit from the bits of it, it looks like he's bringing his flavor from Umbrella Academy into this. I'm hoping, and they can they went dark in. Uh, Umbrella Academy in both seasons, so I'm expecting to see the same thing for the MC for this MCU. Uh, oh my God, I can talk. This introduction into the MCU. Yeah, I didn't finish um, season one of Umbrella Academy, so. Oh, you gotta. I. Gotta. Don't 
No. It's it, it it gets good. Season two. Oh my god. It's so good. Can't wait. For yeah, season, can't, I wait, can't wait for season three. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just really tired of like just it's the clearly evil boyfriend. Oh, just, just <laughs> girl doesn't want to see that is an evil boyfriend even though everyone's like why are you fucking trusting him he's fucking sauce as fuck but also she's like oh my whole family's sauce as fuck because we're all like terrible and we were raised horribly and i was just like yep this is very primo emo it is pretty it, 2000s it remember gerard way leasinger Kim I, <laughs> I know i know but that's what i'm saying i have grown out of my emo phase and I'm currently talking with a therapist to work through all of my family trauma and so that is just a show I don't think I'm ever gonna finish um or even care to finish because that's sort of my thing now is I'm really just tired of tv shows that do just like just the same tropey stuff over and over again like fucked up family trope um traumatic childhood trope and then like showcasing that they never need to see a therapist or seek help and it just sort of keeps reinforcing the whole like i don't need help type stuff that's just my thought i'm derailing this it's fine let's move on it is fine it is Here's your words of affirmation. It is fine that you'll never finish Umbrella Academy. It is fine. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. There, are, there are other things to enjoy. That's true. <laughs> um, next up, speaking of Netflix, they're raising their prices again. Are they? Damn it. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends, we were sharing our password and he's like, I'm gonna have to change my plan, I'm sorry. And I'm like, It's cool, bro, I get it. So now I'm gonna have to like buck up and sign up for it again. Yep. So if you have the basic um if you have basic, it went from nine dollars to ten dollars. Standard went from fourteen to fifteen fifty. Premium went mm-hmm. from eighteen to twenty dollars. Jesus. I need to check my um, account because I forgot which one I have. <laughs> Oof. All I know is now for me. I think Sorry, God. the base is it the base that's just like one TV and then the standard you can have it on like a couple TVs. Like, so, right? Is that what it is? I have it right here. So basic, um, which is now going to be $10 a month. Only one screen can watch at a time. Only one on your you can download. Only one of your one number of phones or tablets can download. Um, you have still have unlimited TV shows, movies, mobile games. What the fuck? Netflix has mobile games. I'm reading it right here from Netflix. Mobile games. Okay. Um, the fuck. Yeah. Um, watch on your laptop, TV, phone, and tablet, but you will you'll not have HD or Ultra HD. Um, fifteen the fifteen fifty a month 
you'll have everything except for Ultra HD. $20 a month, you'll have everything under the package, including Ultra HD. I think I have the 20 um, which is not going to be 20 bucks because it's me and my other um, three brothers. We all use Netflix. And last time I remember watching The Witcher, which would be currently season two, I was like, holy shit, I can see the dirt on Henry Cavill's face as Geralt. So, which means I have the Ultra HD, so which means starting February 1st, I'm paying $20 a month. Fucking hell. All right, this is now. Yeah. This is, I guess, yeah. I, I never thought I was gonna get to this. I'm gonna have to start um, losing some uh, some subscription services. Because I mean, that's originally already I was paying what eighteen dollars. Fuck. Yeah. Because I already. I fucked up with the um, on the last episode. I said I fucked up on Paramount Plus because the way how to set it up on your TV is different from the computer. So I lost the free year on Paramount Plus. So I would never be able to catch up on fucking Star Trek Discovery. So I'm like, all right, I don't have to worry about that. But I do have Showtime, Apple uh, Apple TV, Amazon. I already say Amazon Prime. You know. I, I, Showtime. Do you want it to like work through like what you need? Because like, what what's on Showtime that you need? I'm gonna get rid of Showtime. I already know what happens um, at the end of Dexter. No. I'm like, you know what? I, like, I'll, get, I'll get rid of it. Apple. What's on Apple that you need? I need to watch that Bill Murray movie um, and uh, Rashida Jones movie before I get rid of it. On the rocks, I saw my and um, that Francis McDormand and Denzel Washington movie. They're only on Apple Plus. Mm, okay. After I watched those two, gone. That's that's ten bucks right there out the way. Yeah. My fuck. They did say every two. This is I, I get like they did say every two years, but then there's the thing. It's been two fucking years already. This is like what it was for, like I always bitch about with like stuff about why people like didn't realize why Netflix was such like a behemoth there for a while. Because like you didn't have to worry about a goddamn cable subscription, and now all these fucking places are just turning their shit into like the new cable subscription. So not only do you have to pay for your internet, but here's this subscription, this subscription, this subscription, and I'm just like, fuck you all. Because mm-hmm. after getting rid of Showtime and Apple, I'm going to have Game Pass, Netflix, begrudgingly, Amazon Prime, Hulu, but Hulu is tied to my Spotify account, which is, that is like the best fucking deal ever. So like, if you... Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a Spotify pro, uh, premium, you get Hulu attached to it. Best fucking deal ever. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Like, yay! I have to pay for Hulu. Um, not unless I fuck up my, um, my account and then it's back to that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd rather stick to what I have now. And 
Jesus. And they said, we're only increasing the price hikes so we can continue on offering a wide variety of quality entertainment. They should put an asterisk to that. Quality entertainment. Yeah. They're kind of having... I like their documentaries. I, I, I like um, Toys That Made Us. I recently watched an episode on, on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the action figures, which was a, I, which is learning about the history of the figures alone. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a great that was the great a great forty five minutes. Yeah, no, those documentaries are great. They've got great like um, just documentaries in general. Um. Uh, so like, it's great. Mm-hmm. I have watched movies that made us. I need to watch season two yet. I already seen. I blew through season one of movies that made us. I need to watch season two. I heard there were some good things in there. Um, I think there was a Friday, not Friday, a Halloween documentary on who on Netflix. I was like, I need. Maybe. To, I think so. I need to. I need. I need to look it up because someone did say there was one that there is. I'm gonna check that out. But um, if y'all still have Hulu, though, for our listeners, um, Vice has their documentary on Hulu, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. They put the second half of season three up last Saturday. I'm more likely going to watch The Plane Ride from Hell after we're done recording. So I need to know what the hell happened. Because I already know Ric Flair is a shady motherfucker. From what I've been told, who watched the episode already, there's more reason to hate Ric Flair. Yeah. I mean, just... What's that dipshit's name? Vince McMahon? Oh, fuck that. I rewatched the Chris Benoit one. I think we talked about it um, last year. That... I didn't realize how young I was when that situation of his uh, suicide. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember them doing that episode. And then when everything started coming out and then uh, one of the former wrestlers who was now a doctor, they did a brain autopsy on him. They said he had so many concussions that was unchecked. He said that could have changed his mental. He was like, and he's like, and he goes, yeah. and he was like, there's NFL players with mental dis- mental uh, deficiencies. They're not getting checked out. And I'm like, fuck. And he said, the, the WWE yeah, it's like, this. is it CTE? Yeah, is CTE. that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And then the Owen it's, Hart thing. Yeah. Just so many like former heavyweight wrestlers just dying in poverty because of Vince McMahon and like having to do GoFundMe pages for um, hospital care and shit like that. You're just like you son of a bitch. I know and like like I'm wondering like what is going to happen to this new generation of wrestlers? Like there's like you have Roman Reigns uh, with The Rock's cousin. Like, who is not the Rock's cousin by this point? Um, he just went into remission for his cancer. Back to wrestling. And then, like, a couple of weeks ago, he got COVID. Positive for COVID. 
I'm like, he should not be fucking wrestling. If anything, like, have him just, like, like, on-camera talent, like, just doing commentary. Why the fuck is he wrestling? He's the last person who needs to be catching COVID. I don't care how healthy this fucker, this dude is. Like, what the fuck? Um, one of my favorite other wrestlers, Keith Lee. Uh, in large heart, almost died, caught COVID as well. Oh. And he's one That's of the rough. and he was one of the eighty wrestlers that was released throughout twenty twenty one. I'm like, Ugh. like I don't know if they got medical cut. Like, I'm like you said, I don't know if they have medical coverage. Like, yeah, this is why I don't watch WWE anymore. And watching these documentaries, Dark Side of the Ring, is why I don't watch it. I like a- yeah. AEW, despite what Tony Khan did on Twitter, which is fucking questionable. Like, bruh, just, you know how we, we always say, you're not helping your case, you're not proving you're not racist by saying you have a lot of black friends? Tony, <laughs> Tony Khan pulled that card. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. A, a lot of black wrestlers, even under his own brand, like, really? Like, really, bro? Yeah. So... So far, he apologized. Public. So, alright. You learn. Next time, you're going to get a walkout. Because half of your roster is black, Tony <sighs> Khan. I'm just saying, Tony Khan. Half of your roster is black. But moving on from wrestling and Netflix, Microsoft. Um, I'm seeing half and half. People for it. People against it. About Microsoft buying Activision for nearly seven seventy billion dollars. And this is what they get under Activision Publishing. Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Noon Studios, Infinity War Ward. So Infinity War left Microsoft. Now they're back with Microsoft. Um, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sludge Hammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and any team that works between Activision and Blizzard. That's a lot of fucking people. And gaming companies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at this point, it can't go any worse so like I feel like it can only improve but that could just be like my naive little hope that I'm like yeah sure please transform Activision Blizzard from a terrible hostile work environment to a corporate hostile work environment and Bobby I can't fuck that dude uh, the CEO of Activision Blizzard will leave in 2023. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's gonna get a cut of that fucking 70 billion. I'm sure. 
Um, but it, Phil Spencer did say that they're going to add as many Activision Blizzard games as they can to Game Pass for PC and console, including new um, games and catalog titles. So, and they now own, <laughs> which is wild, Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. Technically two PlayStation icons Microsoft now owns. And it's kind of funny. So, oh, this is... I would, I would consider this the Disney level of, of a buyout. Like, this is, this is fucking yeah. huge. I mean, it's even bigger than a Disney buyout because what's the most Disney ever spent on? Well, what did they spend on Fox? Let me look that up. I feel like maybe it was somewhere in the same park, but it's like, you know, they spent like $4 billion on Star Wars and however many billion on Marvel. Seven, I feel like Fox was... 71.3 billion. Yeah. And it was completed in 20, March 20th, 2019. Yeah. I mean, Fox has a huge fucking catalog. Yeah. X-Men... Men in Black. Well, no, Men in Black was. Uh, wait, who the fuck, Men in Black? No, Men in Black was with Sony. But also, Men in Black is technically a Marvel comic. Did anybody know that? Did you know that? I remembered it was a comic. No, it was Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's a Marvel comic. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but fuck, it, it is similar because especially the price of it. But they have to wait um, until the deal closes, which is projected to happen during Microsoft um, FY23. I forgot what the fuck that's supposed to, what it was supposed to be. Sorry, I'm not a very good game of journalist, people. Um, that's okay. Well, because they have to go through like all the court things and stuff. So yeah. like the government has to be like, yes, we bless this union with all of our capitalistic dollars. Thank you very much and goodbye. Whew. I want to know what people are saying in the comments. You know what? Nah, I don't want to know what they say in the comments. All I want out of this deal, I want Phil Spencer to give the Tony Hawk games back to fucking... Where are they at? Because last time I checked, Treyarch and Beanox took over the Tony Hawk games. The remaster, which was super fun. I want them to take it back. I want Raven Software to give us a new Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. And a real Ultimate Alliance game. Because that last one was a Diablo clone. And I'll just say this. I want I want to enjoy games. I don't want to be sitting mm -hmm. playing a game. I'm trying to grow my hair back out. I'm not trying to pull my hair out. Yeah. I just want good games made by people that are happy and not overworked, underpaid, mm 
yes. and harassed. Um, you think that's it? You think they're gonna, you think they're gonna start cleaning house as soon as the deal goes through? Like those who could have been involved, like fired. I mean, I kind of would hope so, because I feel like just the whole hierarchy at Activision Blizzard needs to be just, like, chucked and start fresh. Preferably, like, hiring, or, like, not hiring, but, you know, like, promoting people from within, but... If we have to bring in, like, quote-unquote new blood, fine. But, yeah, after all that bullshit, I just think, get, get rid of anyone that was in charge when all of this was going on. Because, yeah, they're all basically culpable. Get them the fuck out of here. Yeah. So. That's that. And that was the news. Thank you for joining our top stories. Did you watch The Eternals? I did. Okay. I've been sitting on this for the last two weeks. That wasn't short. If you've seen it right. All right. First off, holy f- okay, I'm I don't listen to Harry Styles music. I know who he is. I am aware of who he is and who his former boy band was. Wasn't I expecting him to be Star Fox? But that he- was that was a pretty good like holy shit moment, I guess, where I'm like oh, fucking a and seems also it made me very mad because like for that just 30 seconds he was on screen he had more presence and charisma than Richard Madden did in the entirety of Eternals <laughs> I knew somebody was gonna, I knew he was going to bring this up and I was just like the fuck okay, I will defend Richard Madden in a minute but um when Patton Oswalt as Pip went down the line and was like, the brother of Thanos. I was like, oh shit. I know who it is. As soon as he said that line, I was like, I know who the fuck it is. I wasn't expecting Marvel to use this character ever. Because he is a very problematic character. He does have a questionable power set. And then sounds like, and then, but, I was like, again, good casting because Harry, 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 a lot of people like this dude and seeing clips of his charisma. I was like, okay, that makes sense of, of his casting. I'm like, but can he act? Yeah. He is, he is like, and I do not say this lightly, but he is like our modern day David Bowie. Oh, okay. Like, he is a really good songwriter. He has a fantastic voice. And he's a pretty solid actor that gets better with every role he does. Okay. Which describes David Bowie to a T. Okay. David Bowie was one of my first on-screen crushes. 
as the Goblin King from Labyrinth. So <laughs> I, I, I had the feeling he was going to pull the, the Labyrinth up. <laughs> so, just saying, um, he's Harry He's great. Love him. You should listen to his music. It is really good. Um, we're talking about David Boy just real quick, real quick. My favorite role when he played Nikola Tesla in that. Uh, oh my fucking god! I was the mm, Hugh Jackman. The Prestige. Thank you. I was going down the You're list welcome. of actors' names before I was going to eventually get to the damn name of the movie. That. Thank you. And then a movie I was forced to watch, Zoolander, him playing himself mm. in a fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My brother's excuse He also seen. played um, that weird-ass alien dude in, was it The Man That Came to Earth? I've never seen that movie. It's like from the seventies or eighties. I have. I mean, I have a list of. There's I, a weird thing with his face. Been a while since I've seen it. I had a list of 70, 80 movies on my watch list on on Letterbox. I knocked it down to seven, seventy. Recently, I just put nine more back on there. Don't make me put don't make me put that David Bowie movie on there, which buffs it back. There's look, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of movies that have been created in the hundred and twenty plus years film has been around. We're not gonna be able to watch all of them. It's fine. But I, I gave myself a goal to watch all of my watch list movies within 2022. I, I knocked out four already. And I added See, more. That's good. But I added more. I mean, that will happen. Because <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oh, well. I got There's, more, I You got could more. just pick a couple of weekends here and there where you're just like, all right, motherfucking marathon. Nothing but movies all day. Just. And I have, I have not went back to Star Wars. <laughs> that is the update. It's okay. <laughs> so that Star Wars ranking may happen sometime 2022 or 2023. <laughs> I'm like. It's, it's going to happen when we're damn well ready yeah, to rewatch all those fucking movies. Because I'm enjoying. Which is a shocker. Besides The Eternals, which is recent, which I'll get back to because this is a tangent. I'm enjoying the smaller indie movies that I've been watching of late. Like I'm stepping, okay. I'm stepping away from the superhero, the superhero realm, and watching more indie movies, and I'm liking it more. Nice. Like what? What movies? Well, one you don't want to, you, you're not gonna watch anytime soon. <laughs> Swan Song. Yeah, I don't. I'm ne- personally never gonna have Apple Plus. Which I'm a little sad because I do want to watch um, Ted Lasso. I think is what it. Yes. You can use if you can knock out Ted Lasso within two weeks. I can let you use my Apple my Apple Plus account. That that's okay. That is okay. If you can do it, I can binge watch two seasons of Buffy within two weeks. I mean, I'm sure I could do it, but. I also know, like, 
once it gets to that time, you know, where you're like, no, I'm so excited to watch this. And then it comes to the time for you to watch it. And then you just, you're not in the mood to watch it yep. anymore. That, like I did that with, um, this is a shocker. Dharma and Greg. I, I'm rewatching. Oh, yeah. I was, I was rewatching Dharma and Greg. Oh, I feel like that's one that probably would not age well. Oh no, it did. It does not. But there are some things that do. I still find funny with it. Um, yeah. But there were. Uh, I did hit it. I'm like, like, I'm gonna stop. Yeah. Same with X Files. Normally, I can I can go through mm-hmm. all. I can, I can go through all of X Files, but when I got to season three, I was like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. Because I just realized they added on like two more seasons. Like, they're at the 10 seasons. It was a good seven seasons. Just tight seven seasons. Now that there's now 10 seasons of X-Files, it's like a fucking chore to get through a whole entire series. Yeah, I'm still kind of sad I didn't even finish the, like... I get reboot. I don't know if that's the proper term, but the one they released like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I I did see a clip of it. They still have that stopped they still after have that the episode. It was a great episode. Like I loved that episode. I was like, see, this is like the shit I loved about X Files, where it was like more monster of the week mm-hmm. type deal than like weird overarching stories of like aliens abductions yada yada whatever um uh, but in like the new series it was this um guy that was like a reptilian dude but then he was trapped in a human form and he was working in like a verizon type fucking store um i think it was, and it was fucking funny it was so good was it camille it was so great was it camille on johnny or was it reese darby as the Verizon dude. It was uh, Reese Darby. Okay, I like that dude. Yeah. Um, the reason I, I started going back to X-Files... My Which is funny to do breaking news. He just released the trailer for his new pirate show with Taika Waititi. Ooh. Ooh. Wait. It looks really funny. On what streaming service? Uh, great fucking question. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I want to watch that. And then I'm like, wait a minute. it got to be on some streaming service. That we're I think it's HBO. Thank you, Christian, for not canceling HBO Max. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My brother was like, yo, what was that X-Files episode that was so super controversial? I was like, no. Oh, the home? I, I went through I my... I think is that what it was called? Because I, I was sitting down, I was like, you know how you, you have to go like mentalist mode, like sit there, like hold on, mm-hmm. like you're Doctor Strange trying to think of the fourteen thousand. I was like, I think it's the episode where they was on the farm, and then they found the woman tied yeah, to the bed. Yeah, I think it's called the home. Okay. I was no, like, I'm gonna I'm googling it right now, but I'm pretty sure because yeah, it's like the inbred. Well, not inbred, but like I feel like it is like yeah. basically inbred family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Is it it? Um, yes, it is. <laughs> anyway. That was traumatizing. That was that was very traumatizing. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but also one of my favorite episodes of the X Files is the one where Peter Falk played the psychic. Um, I remember that one. I can't remember what season it is, but like, it was so good. I think this it was, was such it was such a good episode. But yeah, Home is super fucked up. My favorite episode is the one where cops was on, <laughs> um, and they was following Mulder and Scully. <gasps> yes, that one is pretty funny. At first, Mulder was like into it, and then like towards the end of the episode, he's like, "All right, you get into my nerves." <laughs> I can't see. It's like so many people that talk about their favorite episodes of X Files. They're all like the standalone ones, yeah. like the monster of the week type variety, instead of like the ones that are like overarching. Yeah, digging deeper into the secrets behind the. Was it the Brotherhood? No. What the fuck was it called? Like the secret organization? I forgot. That's why I did not rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> but um It's been so long since I've I I did watched s- it. But I remember like watching them as a kid and being like absolutely terrified to go to bed after they aired. Where it's like there's gonna be monsters under my bed. But I did see the clip of their or the or of the later ones, pretty much I think what like four years ago. They still have that chemistry. David Duchovny and Julian Anderson. Yeah. They still have that chemistry. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely have not seen a movie or TV show where Julian Anderson was in it and she didn't have chemistry with anyone in it. Like... Like, I, she can just she can just pull him in, even if it's like a really shitty, terrible movie. Like she was in some like horrible like it's not Transmorphers, but it's very much a movie like that. And it was Gillian Anderson, fucking Ben Kingsley, because Ben Kingsley has sort of been on a tear of just like doing movies for the paycheck. So like very few of his recent movies uh, with the exclusion of like marvel ones here and there have been good but anyway i'm on a tangent now julian anderson and ben kingsley were in a very terrible alien invasion movie together and they're both just like too good for that movie Mm. but they're both just giving it their all because they like are just like, look, it's a shitty movie, and I'm here for the paycheck, but I'm still gonna give you 110%. great shit because that's who I am. To bring us back to Eternals. <laughs> Sorry, we went on a long. <laughs> that was the long longest, journey. That was the longest tangent we ever did. As literally like from beginning of Eternals to the end of Eternals, that was how long our tangent took. Uh, because we started with Harry Styles and then went to David Bo- It went... <sighs> oh, wow. We okay. done hopped around. Yes. Okay. Harry Styles and Star Fox, I can't wait to see more of him. But my theory, my theory, if you will, I seriously think Ooh. we're going to get Secret Wars. They have to explain... I don't think they're going to explain what happened to Cersei, um, Brian Tyree, uh, Fastos, and Kango... In, mm-hmm. in a sequel. I think they're all tied to um, 
what's going on, what what's Wong doing behind the scenes, what that has to do with Shang-Chi. Yeah. I seriously think Secret Wars. I think that's a good theory. Because, yeah, especially with the setup they did for the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, it's older and, than... I forget what they said was. It was older than... Yeah. So, um, let's Like, go. predates, like, yeah. What the fuck did they say? I think predates... predates the, was it their school? I think predates the dinosaurs. It, yeah. It fucking... Shit was old. Um, but anyway, yeah, I totally thought, like, I really thought that they were going to somehow tie it into Eternals, so I was really surprised that, like, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but now I'm just even more curious. I'm like, okay, what are these rings? Mm -hmm. And, like... What else do they do? I need to know. Like, I think Multiverse of Madness will tie up all the multiverse storyline that the MCU is doing. Oh, I don't think they're going to tie that up, no. No, I think they're going to let it fly. Once again, my theory. Like, Loki is his own self-contained thing. So we will never... I don't think we'll ever see... Tom Hiddleston in an MCU film. Like, he's going to be stuck with doing MCU TV. I think he's going to be in Multiverse of Madness. They said there's a surprising cameo that no one's expecting. I don't have a theory for that one. That is the one theory I don't have. Who we, 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 the, the rumor says it's something that we've been wanting but we're not expecting who it's going to be. I think that rules out Loki. Reading that before we started recording, I'm like, I think that rules out Loki. Because he's too, after the way how Loki ended. I don't think it rules him out, though, because it's that's just assuming this is just the... They're just speaking about one specific cameo. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Like, there's already, we have confirmation, we've had it for a while, but, like, WandaVision's, like, Wanda's in this, Mm -hmm. so, like, that technically counts as a, maybe not a cameo, but, you know, like, she's in in it, so, like, I feel like we will see Loki at some point, because I think they are going to... Do a bit more talk on King the Conqueror. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, because, you know, like, America Chavez, she mm-hmm. comes from, like, um, why am I blanking? Is it, U- not Unity, Utopia? Um, but, like, her mothers sacrificed themselves to save Utopia. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we get, like, a little bit of, like, a slight backstory about that and if they change it to like it was Kang like coming to destroy Utopia and so she's the one that's like tells everyone in within the actual like MCU Kang 
Kang is like a bad dude. <laughs> Watch out for him. And then we might see him in his full blue purple regalia. I can't wait for that. I cannot wait. Um, like, this so one... I wouldn't be surprised if that's like the cameo that they're like, haha, you didn't expect to say him blue, did ya? So that is my bit theory. Secret Avengers, a Secret Wars. So, and I think this is where we could see us. What I really can't wait to see is um, Kate Harrington as the Black Knight. Yeah, I mean, I just would like to see more of him because I felt like he he got shafted in Eternals. So, like, didn't really get, like, too much of him. So the whole, like, central... This is so. I still really enjoyed Eternals. I know mm-hmm. we're we're now coming back again from a tangent to touch back on Eternals, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I enjoyed Eternals. Absolutely, like not a perfect movie, um, but I feel like they sort of made a mistake when they made like the central romance. Um, Icarus, Cersei, and um, Kate Harrington's character, whose name I've already forgotten. Dane Whitney. Um, thank you. Um, not because like they're terrible actors by any stretch of the means, but because again, like we had a two and a half hour movie where we had to introduce and make you care about like fucking 12 different characters and so they're not gonna get like proper screen a lot of the development they need so me personally could not care less like about Cersei and Icarus because we really only saw their love story via flashback the love stories I wanted to see more of is freaking um Athena and Gilgamesh. um, um, yes, Gilgamesh. I kept wanting to be like fisty man because he he punched everything, um, which is so funny because I kept thinking I'm like that's the same move you did in um Train to Busan, and I appreciate that, sir. You you wrap those forearms and you just punch things. You're doing great. I love you. I I was just I was keep re- up the good work. And bake more pies and just be adorable with Athena because you guys are so cute and I just wanted you to be happy. And they I, they took that away from us. I was so wrong. I thought Camille Nanani was going to get killed off and Gilgamesh, since he's so tied to the Avengers, I thought he was going to live. Nah. They pulled that from under me. I was like, oh! Oh, they bucking the trend. The, yeah. the known Marvel character dies while the unknown Marvel character lives. I do give them credit for like sort of hyping up um um what's his name? Keo um Irish guy. Oh uh um uh Druid. Yes, thank you. Um as almost like a bad guy where you're like, ooh, those powers? Mm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You're gonna I, mm, but then he turns out to be just like super adorable, nice man that just wants to let people live in peace in the forest. And he loves super fast girl who fuck I'm blanking on her name again too. It's been a few months since I've seen the Eternal, so like Mikari. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful Makari. Oh. <laughs> they were just so cute together. And I was like, see, why? I want to see more of that. Like, I don't, again, don't care about Icarus. Because, like, Richard Madden, he's a good actor. I have seen him do good acting. But, like... I think his direction was you need to be an actual little robot. That's you... You watch Cinderella, or you watch this, and it like, and if those are the only two like things you have to compare, like for Richard Madden, you're gonna be like, wow, he's not that great of an actor. And so, like, he's or, one I think that does need good material, but also like good direction. And I'm not saying Chloe Zhao is a bad director, because like, obviously, that's not true. I just think like. What he was given did not show his skills. He kind of got like it was very much like Captain Marvel vibes. Like I sort of got the Brie Larson thing where it's like they sort of told him to go too far into like the emotionless robot thing. Because he needs to become more emotional towards the end of the movie where you want it more at the start of the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, like, I feel, yeah, he just, well, he got a little shot. I mean, a bunch of people got shafted, obviously, because, again, I feel like The Eternals, like, I still loved the movie, but I feel like it would have been ten times better if it was a six-episode TV series. Well, I think this is where... We would have... Mm-hmm. We would have had a lot more development. We would have seen a lot more of, you know, the the trauma of living forever. And, you know, having to, quote unquote, like, stand to the side. Like, not help people. So, like, to see uh, Druig, like, stop the sacking of... Teotihuacan or like whatever city that was supposed to be. I can't pronounce it. It's fine. Um, You know, it just would have I don't want to say had more punch but you know, it just would have felt more just would have felt more. Yeah. Because again, like you just you would have had the build up instead of like the quick Jump cuts. It's a possibility he could come back because they already showed in the movie they can get remade. But I doubt. I and I don't and and Marvel's going with the model. We're not going to tie our actors down to like multiple movie contracts. So yeah, this could be his one and done. Yeah, I mean, again, because with the way the Eternals are made, yeah, he can be remade um 
and I seen the fucking Arisham. Holy shit! The um the just the giant celestial. I'm like, mm-hmm. imagine seeing that in the middle of the. I'm so, oh fuck no! <laughs> I, I'm surprised. People, this is the one that kind of took me out. Everyone is freaking out, but not um kid not dane whitman not like yo you should be freaking out like everyone else this thing is bigger than fucking thanos appearing in the fucking sky bigger than their planet and they just took cersei like like that you not freaking out his his head just took up half our hemisphere yeah like like imagine just his, london is just seeing his that. head Imagine if we were no. here in the U.S. We probably see the chest. We like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, we'd be like, uh, there are bright lights in the sky. Um, that I was like, yeah. that is cool. That I was like, I love the fact that they brought uh, Celestial to life, and I'm like, and in scene, I like, I like what Marvel's doing with the side, the space portions of what they're for their movie franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do want to see more. I do hope we get more eternal stuff because I just I want more from them. Like they were all great, with the exception of Icarus, and then even freaking Sprite. What's her face's um. The leader, Salma Hayek's character. Ajax. Yes. Um, so, like, when she died, I was just like, I don't feel anything because I don't know you. <laughs> this one is interesting. Salma <laughs> Hayek did say, and Kevin Feige did agree, um, did confirm that she, Salma Hayek signed on for multiple films. You, you killed her off. What is Salma Hayek going to do going forward with the MCU? I mean... She's 3D printed, bro. That is true. We did make we did say that like literally two minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Hey, more sign my hack the better. Yeah. Mm. I am. I am just still a little miffed that technically the first time we get um, Mahershala Ali in the MCU. It's just his fucking voice. <laughs> he said... We don't even get to see him, and I'm just like, how dare you? How dare you, Marvel? I saw I saw an interview he did on Colbert. He was actually glad he didn't have to do the on-screen appearance yet, because he said he doesn't feel like he had the right body type to be making his appearance as Blade yet. Oh, He said he wants... Whatever. He 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 said he comes out. He wants people to be like, "Oh shit!" He he was serious about wanting him wanting to do an MCU action movie. Uh, he was like, he had to figure out the. I was like, brother, it's your voice. It's just your voice. You have a already intimidating voice when you're calm already. Normalize regular body type superheroes. Well, Festos is the one, one of Yogamesh, like. Look it, he just he's begging for a hug. Like you just look at him and you're like, Yeah, I want a hug, but you also know that dude's gonna have your back and like be 
beat up people who are mean to you. And then he's going to give you another hug. And then he's going to bake you a motherfucking pie. Yeah, I like, um, I, I saw. And that. they killed him off because they're assholes. Yeah. Um, the interview Brian Tyree Henry said when he was worried that he had to, like, he's a no offense to Camille, but he was like, he thought he had to do the Marvel, like, him had the workout. He's like, they said, no, you don't have to. You're just going to get fitted for a costume. And he's like, I was like, thank you. He was like, he he's literally said thank you because he thought he had to do it. He's like, no, this is you. This is your body type. This is who your character is. And it shows that anyone, any body type can be a hero. And he was whooping exactly. Icarus's ass. <laughs> I was like, just. It shows having Superman-like powers does not help you all the time. I that was one of my favorite scenes where they did all band together, but even like Makari was totally like whooping his ass there for a second oh, yeah. and it was wonderful to see. Um she was God, she was so great. My she was wonderful. My favorite but like yeah, when they're like grouping together just to like just roll on that asshole. And my favorite oh. part when Crow I I literally thought that was um what's his name? Um Oh my God, he was in um, Downton Abbey. What's the actor's name? Oh my uh, God, he was he was Beast um, in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, no, I can see his face, and I can like dance. The I'm so close. There we go. Everybody soon. I dance. was like, I was there with the D, and I was like, Dave. It's not Dave. It's not. Dave. Everyone assumed it was Dan Stevens as Crow that um but it was really um as a stars guard. Bill stars guard. I was like, oh, you picked Pennywise to be this villain. That's a good choice, but that was my favorite. Okay. That was hold on real quick. That scene where he thought he had Athena and she was like and she just real like a samurai real quick. I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, that was badass. <laughs> That was badass. He was, it was great. Like, don't get me wrong. But it was, again, like, it was one of those things where I was, like, he felt pointless to me as a villain. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no reason he needed to be there. So, like. It could have been better with just Icarus. If it was just Icarus, like, they could have still had the, you know, oh, these deviants are unfrosted or defrosted. (laughs) From the permafrost because of global warming and the hatched egg dude guy, whatever. Like, that's fine because, like, it like, could have still used that as, like, the bait. Like, where it's like, oh, yeah, deviants, deviants. And so then they think they get all the deviants. But then they come and Gilgamesh is dead and they're like, we thought we got all the deviants. And then that's when you, like, do the flashback. And it's like, aha, Icarus killed him because he saw him like pushing the deviants to be like you need to go that way or like whatever like could have literally been anything and so then to have that like heel turn or stab in the back if you will i think would have made a hell of a lot more sense but i also know marvel's just like we gotta sell them toys and this would have made a cool like villain toy are they really whatever? Selling? Are they really selling? Who's please tweet at me at Desi is dead on Twitter. I need to know. Are you are you buying Eternals toys? I'm not hearing anyone out here. If it's hot toys, yes. <laughs> I mean action figures. Let me know, please. I need to know this. 
I really need to know this. I mean, um, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but the vast majority of people that do buy toys are um, parents for their children. Like, there's still geeks like us that do buy I'm, I'm, toys and, and collectibles, but like, let me, you know. Let me re- re-clarify. If you're not a parent with a child, <laughs> thank you for bringing that in, Benita. If you're if you're a parent with a child, Benita's right, like always. <laughs> I I but nerd collectibles, people who collect. I need to know. I need to know because I I I am in a big bad toy store has a Facebook page, and this is where I, I find out like what figures are coming soon. There is a Batwoman Beyond figure that's coming out. I need it. I need it. I want it. I need to find those issues of Batman Beyond where Batwoman is in the in the series. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, it feels my nerd needs right there. But to end before we end this episode, we're now entering Dragon Age Confessions. I don't have a soundbite for it. I don't have a soundbite for it, so you just give me saying confessions. And then you can do like the echo confessions, confessions, confessions. Thank you. You're welcome. So the first Dragon Age confession. This poster wrote, after reading some confessions about wanting tranquil companions, I just want to say I don't want a tranquil companion simply for the fact that the robotic monotone voice would bother me. It would be like nails on a chalkboard. It would be like having the one boring monotone teacher you had in school as a companion. I would never talk to them. This is the part where they were in all caps. I want my companions to have personality. The Tranquil can't fight or defend themselves. Do I feel sorry for them? Yes. If there were are, if there are Tranquil NPCs, great. If we can reverse the um, rights of Tranquility out of an NPC, great. There is fan fiction for Tranquil Companions. I am not interested in seeing a Tranquil uh, Companions slot wasted for one. And yes, I am the shallow. I am that shallow, and I know I am not the only one who even um, who wants these people in. Who don't want to admit it? Um. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a confession, but I think. Um. It would be pretty interesting to have a tranquil, um, maybe not so much party mate, but, um, you know, kind of like in the first one, because we sort of had that with, um, uh, Enchantments guy. Um, uh, why am I blanking on his, um, sandal? Why am I blank? Thank you. Like him and his dad, where, you know, like they just followed you around camp. Enchantment? Enchantment! Yeah. Like, would have been great. Kind of like how we had in Inquisition. There was that one person. We didn't really get to talk to them too much, which I feel like was a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's like the tranquil there. But I think what would be way fucking cooler is if you have a party mate that was tranquil and now no longer tranquil so they 
reversed the right of tranquility, which obviously we know from Inquisition, uh, the Seekers have had this whole fucking time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, I think, would be way more fucking interesting because, like, you can talk to them about, like, okay, so, like, how horrible was your existence without having your magic or emotions? Because that sounds traumatizing and what new abilities have you gained like what new abilities but even like if they showcase like they have trouble even like controlling their emotions so like they'll be talking then all of a sudden they'll just like either burst into tears or maybe into laughter because they're still like readjusting trying to like readjust to be like oh emotions yes oh I used to know how to handle these. Um, like, oh, just, oh, it would be great. And I, it would be great. And I hope the person who wrote this confession has played Dragon Age Inquisition since writing this. I hope you have. Because there is a, 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 if you have not did the storyline with Cassandra, do the storyline with Cassandra. That is, it's a really good one. One of my favorites, especially if you romantic Cassandra like I did. <laughs> I I kept I played Inquisition five times. Of the five times, I only romance Josephine once, and Cassandra four times. I was gonna do a sixth one, and I was working on with because uh, I think it was you because we were still doing Nerds Against the World at the time. I was like, give Colin a chance. I get it. He was like, I get it. He was an asshole. But he's learning from his mistakes. And I was like, all right, all right. I'll give Colin a chance. <laughs> but I haven't finished that playthrough. It's okay. Okay, so we have That's random my... confession from random stranger person on the internet. So what is your Dragon Age confession? I just said it. I, I feel like that doesn't really count, though. Oh, I do, and... Here's the thing. I do have a Dragon Age confession in the on the Tumblr thing. I can't find it though. I don't even remember what the fuck I wrote. I don't remember what I wrote. But it's there. I'm gonna have to okay. go I'm gonna have to go through my Tumblr. Because sometimes they do have they have um like what you've written and they store it. I hope they still have that fucking feature. Then I can find my confession. Mm-hmm. But I do have one. But here's confessions mm-hmm. number two. I wonder if part of the tree of the reason Trespasser is generally well regarded is because it's more focused and contained. It doesn't have the superfluous, superfluous, superfluous. Why superfluous? Thank you. Right You're quick. Welcome. Right quick. Why are you motherfuckers coming up with these big words? All right. Bad enough, I can't pronounce a legendary Latin t- uh, town. That's, that is, it is okay. These big it, words. It is okay, bro. It is okay. There's a lot of words I have trouble pronouncing. It's, nobody's perfect. Okay. It is fine. Okay, back to back. Let me reread it. Cause I, uh, I got you. Small, thank you. Thank you for being my rock. Um, yeah. 
Once again, I wonder if part of the reason Trespasser is well-regarded, generally well-regarded, is because it's more focused and contained. It doesn't have the superfluous, <laughs> whatever, open but empty world of Inquisition. Just one hub um, location that we leave to pursue the plot. It doesn't waste time wandering around, gathering elf root, and spend it, spend, uh, spend it on the story interaction with, the, with characters instead. Mm. I don't think so. I think it's well regarded because it is one. It is well done, but also it is. It's the true ending of Inquisition. Mm. Like that is the actual ending, and so that was why there was a lot of backlash when, like, well, I won't say like a lot of backlash, but there was backlash because people were like, "You." Like, it's a DLC, but it's like, this is the real ending. This is the true ending of Dragon Age Inquisition, not, like, that bullshit we got. <laughs> like, we're so... We fought, we fought Corypheus on a floating space rock. I, um, I liked it, man. I thought that was fun as fuck. I'm sorry. I, I, I no, it's, it's fine. But I'm just saying, like, because you get the closure for everyone mm. so every you get closure for all your characters yes. but it also like clearly leaves the opening for the next game which now at this point i swear to god it's gonna be 10 years we're gonna have to wait for that fucking game yeah. because Inquisition came out in 20-fucking-14. Fuck me sideways, Rith. Jesus! 2014. Oh my god. Yeah. This, okay, look, Bioware, I love y'all. I have mentioned that my love for you has waned. Please. This better be the biggest. This better be bigger in context. Bigger than anything Bethesda did in their worlds. This better have so much shit that I, it makes. Yeah. Like, please, please. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping hope alive. Yeah. I'm not back to Trespasser. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna do one, two. One of my confessions, obviously, I'm very terrified of the next game that's coming out, not because I think, you know, it's it's going to end up being, like, bad or atrocious or whatever, but because there's now just so much hype, but also with the way they left it in Trespasser, mm -hmm. it only makes sense to continue the game series with your Inquisitor mm -hmm. rather than creating a whole new character, but because that's all they've done with every Dragon Age game, I fear they're going to create a whole new character. And it's just not going to have the same feel of us going up against Solus um, with a new character. Because it would just make more sense to have it as the Inquisitor, where either you play it in the, you know weird people that romance solace and try and like win your love back 
or even be like, nah, fuck it, let's go to the dark side, let's destroy this planet type thing, you know? Or mm. if you're a friend, or you just want to, like, punch that stupid fucking egghead in his stupid fucking face. Because he's a fucking dumb liar man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, context. And this is a spoiler for a 10 year old game. Goddamn. Um, it's been eight years. Yeah. Well, eight years. Go <laughs> Um, at the end of Trespasser, your character, the Inquisitor, loses an arm, which is a first for for me, seen in um, your character in a game, losing appendage. Normally it'd be like side characters or your sidekick. You know, you, the, the main character, lose an appendage. Or if you're in Dead Space, you have to stab your own eye with a needle. I have Dead Space. Which Dead Space? I, haven't, I only played one. Oh, it's Dead Space 2. It's very traumatic. I have not played Dead Space 2. It is a very traumatic minigame. I know it's on Game Pass, so I might download it. Very traumatic. Okay. Downloading Dead Space 2 soon. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's a great... I feel like it's the best of the Dead Space games, so... Okay. That's just me, my personal take. Okay, I'll give it a chance. Um... <laughs> And yeah, this that that was the end of um end of Trespass yeah. and uh, the extra credit scene for a video game. They marked Tevinter the Tevinter Imperium as a place that Solus wouldn't ne- won't know. I am I am so excited to go to Tevinter, like so fucking excited. One just to see like the design of this place but two also to be like can i just run around like punching magisters like just can i work with like some secret cool like underground like saparati like sanctuary type thing like i don't know but i just want to fuck shit up into venture and i'm so excited I know the only update Bioware have done for Dragon Age 4, they show two characters and two of the actors voicing these characters for mm-hmm. the game. Um, one looks like a rogue, one looks like a mage. So we know there's two new characters, and then the actor, I keep forgetting his name, but I always go like, Ianto <laughs> from Torchwood, whose voice is on the Yes, Yes, um, it's like Reese something. Uh-huh. Um, something race and he's returning as solace like those are the only the like, confirmed people are coming back like i see people on twitter like asking Nic- nicholas bolton is he coming back as hawk or any other character and he's like i'm <gasps> like i cannot talk about that <laughs> i mean he is like obvi um like like david but... like, like um oh my god why did i forget his name i'm gonna just say jennifer hell because Jennifer Hale is in every Dragon Age game as side characters. And she's in Inquisition. Yes. I, I think Jennifer Hale is playing a character in, in Dragon Age 4. I'm conf- That's my theory. <laughs> um, you do realize that Jennifer Hale was the voice of Cremesius. Creme de la Creme. Yes. A classy. Yes, because I watched the uh, Mass Effect documentary... And Jennifer Hill did all her voices that she said she's done for Bioware. And I was like, why did I forget she played Krim? And she did it right there on camera. I was like, 
god damn this woman is, is just amazing and also it's gareth david lloyd is the go. one that plays uh solace thank you for that one yes um, i had to look it up because it was gonna butt me forever <laughs> if you wasn't gonna do it i was gonna do it so that was the second confession now the third and final well no wait actually god damn okay well i still have one more confession go ahead to make um we may make this a bi-weekly portion just within the context of dragon age inquisition and yes i realize how this sounds so you guys do not have to explain this back to me in any way shape or form but this is just how my brain works for this game so for dragon age inquisition if i'm romancing anyone i can only romance dorian because i need him to happily go back to tevinter in a long-term partnership and whether that's with my inquisitor or with the iron bull i do not care but he just needs to have his little love of his life supporting him from afar from wherever so i either romance him or if i don't romance him i will romance um cassandra or colin Mm -hmm. um i will never romance the iron bull um even though i do want to know what his romance does like fully play out i've watched a lot of the videos and stuff um and it does seem like really cute but then that would just leave dorian with only like best friends and not like the love of his life and i just can't do that because the shit that man went through into Venter. He needs to have a boyfriend going back mm -hmm. to Venter. Um, and then I'm still very pissed that they made Cassandra just like a male-only romance. Because um, she has bi-wife energy for days. Um, and then Colin, again, just because that's uh, what a good redemption arc Um does and he he's he's very adorable and um gives alistair a run for his money for klutz like klutz um klutziness mm. i guess and uh, awkwardness like kind of feel like he almost like he's very close to surpassing like alistair in awkwardness <laughs> It's just so fucking adorable. His horrible voice actors. I like just. Ugh. But that's my weird Dragon Age confession. Is this is not? A I have to romance people around Dorian so that Dorian always goes back to Deventer with his happily ever after. This mine's just not much of a confession. More of a what I wanted and. I, I hope we can get this. Romancing dwarves. Yeah. If we're not allowed to romance Farrick in this next game, I will literally romance. Like, 
I'd like the Scoutmaster Harden. I can't romance her. That sucks. See, I'm on like team fanfiction where I love to pair um, Lace and Krem together. Because they would make a totes adorable couple. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So I would like to see more dwarf romance options. Yeah. Like, um, I would always, also like to never see Cole romance anyone ever again. He's two years old, Bioware. He is two years old, and you gave him a girlfriend in Trespasser, and I do not like that because he, again, is two years old. Mentally, two years old, people. If you if you, if you have not played Dragon Age Inquisition, play it. They now have an option. Because out of context, can, none of this makes sense, and I'm sorry. They now have an option. They updated. You can do your choices before you play Inquisition. So, make your make your choices. Then go right into Inquisition so you can understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Do you think they're still gonna keep the keep, or do you think they're gonna like revamp the keep? I think they're going to revamp the keep to include Inquisition just in case anybody who don't want to replay all three of the games. But, I mean, come on. You love Dragon Age as much as we do. You're going to replay all the games to get ready for motherfucking Dragon Age 4. So moving. I think they are. Oh, and a little side tangent, but this is still on topic. The voice actor, Brian Bloom, who voices Varric, did you know he wrote a good vast majority of the Call of Duty games. Oh, I did not. I did not know that. So he's literally, like his character, a writer. That's pretty funny. And he's a villain. Good for him. And he's a villain in the A team. In the A team. The one with um, Liam Neeson and Bradley Cooper. I have blanked out that movie. I rewatched I think <laughs> um what's her face? Um Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Uh, yeah. I was like, I feel like she's in it. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I remember. I recently rewatched it. There's an extended cut on Amazon Prime. I think I remember being most disappointed because I don't think Liam Neeson wore an ascot in the movie, and that was what I really wanted. I thought Face is the one who wore the ascot. No, dude, the fucking the leader dude was the one that always wore the ascot in the TV show. <laughs> 18s, 80s. <laughs> Before we get to the final one, I need to look this up. <laughs> just to remember, just to remember, I need, I need, I need, yeah. I need a refresher. Just, I'm gonna just Google it, it 18 was, yeah, it was ascot. Face. It was face. It was Bradley Cooper's character who was supposed to be wearing the ascot. What? Yeah, I have the picture right here. You want me? I, I can. Let me see if I can save, save image. Eighteen, and then go right over to Discord. Record. 
upload a file oh fuck you there it is open enter there it is Well, regardless, nobody <laughs> wore an ascot, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> uh, now our last confession. We, I, I have too many, and I know there's going to be some more. I like to make this a, like a bi-episode. Bi, not bi-weekly, like a bi-episode. Like every two, three episodes, we'll do another one. How about that? Okay. Like just Dragon Age confessions? Mm-hmm. Like, we can do a whole episode for it. Okay. So here's the third one. Sarah would have worked so much better in Dragon Age 2. I could totally see her and Hulk stealing from nobles and stirring up trouble together. She seemed a little out of place in Inquisition. That was their confession. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she works in inquisition and like obviously if you get past you know all the um all the checkpoints for our friendship scratchy bits pointy bits if you will Mm -hmm. um you know she's pretty cool but she's also just like i think someone said it but like there was some what i said at best that was like uh, Sarah just has like lesbian turf energy, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, um, yeah." She kind of does. For someone who's the un- uninitiated, what does that mean? <laughs> Which would be me. Um. Okay, that's totally fine. Uh, so turf is um trans exclusionary radical feminist, and so it's basically they are feminists. But they don't recognize um, trans women as women, um, and so exclude them from the feminist equality um, speech. So it's like when so like um, biggest thing now is uh, people you know J.K. Rowling. Uh, everyone's calling her a turf. Rightfully so, because she uh, spews a lot of anti-trans bullshit. Oh, damn. Oh, uh, damn. Uh, uh, the oh, damn. That, that is my response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Sarah's not terrible, but she's also, like, she's, again, she's just a complicated character, which, again, is what I like, because you're like, wow, you are kind of annoying, but I also still appreciate that one random-ass scene where we're, like, throwing cookies off of the roof. Yeah. And... Hitting people in the face with pies. Oh. And 
smashing some noble's face in. And the drunkenness during the uh, poker game. That was great. Or like in Trespasser where you're trying to have like a, that relaxing time with Vivian and Sarah's just in the back like running around fucking shit up. Mm. Like she's not perfect uh, in any way shape or form but I still love that dumb bitch. Like where are these hams come from? Don't worry about a darling this spa day. Mm. That does bring up a good point though that I would like to see because they feel like Meryl was a missed opportunity to have in Inquisition. Yes. That is a thousand percent true. She should have been in Inquisition. Between her, I think uh, an argument between her and Solus, I would have loved to see. Like, not only that, but like to have her, Solus, and Sarah in your party at one time, like, oh, the conversations that would. Oh. Like, like, we already know Sarah. We already know Sarah is not going to follow Solus. Could we hear the mass exodus of elves going to wherever Solus is hiding? But then the question is, like, what Meryl go? Like, I feel she wouldn't. She See, I feel she would. Like, I, I personally, I wouldn't want her to go because the way how she, like, she felt so much of an outcast already and the fact that her own clan done like the fact she was dipping into blood magic, I feel like if Solus saw her, he'll take her out on the first, on, like, first on site. Like, that is my worry for why? Why would he take her out? Not take her, like, take her out, like, strip of her abilities. Just he's just like a normal elf, that type of thing. Not like, not like, not... Why again? Why would he do that? <sighs> Look how Solus was taking people out in Trespasser. Yes, it, it was justified. It was very justified. And him straight up telling the Inquisitor, "I if I have to, I will kill you to get to reach my goals." Like, I feel that he would do that tomorrow. Like, if you're going to jeopardize his goals, he'll... Yeah, but he didn't kill the Inquisitor, did he? And then, plus, we don't know how many years it took place at where this is going to... Dragon Force is going to take place. Oh, my... We're putting more theories out there than... I... You... I'm just saying... Okay, so I know it's... And it's okay that we're going to disagree, but, like, I 100% believe that Meryl would go with... So, Liz, because, again, she got shunned mm. by her clan, which, again, really was her own fault, because she was fucking around with shit that they told her not to fuck around with, and their keeper sacrificed herself for Meryl. So, like, obviously, they're not super happy with that. But also, like, she's going to follow whoever says that they are going to bring back the power to the elves mm. because that is what she was trying to do really with the mirror in Dragon Age 2. Like, she's just trying to, again, discover more of the elves, more of her history, that kind of thing. So, like, 
I feel like she 100% would follow Solus, and I don't think he would turn her into a statue at all, because I think he would sort of just recognize her, not so much like her pain, but like her drive, he would kind of be able to pick up on on her shit, (laughs) see behind the innocent layers she uh, showcases to the world. That's a really good point, Diane. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Once again, you have trumped me. <laughs> Thank you. And that's the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that to be like a trump card. I'm just... No, that's no. fine. Very like you said, our our opinions, and, and and you have tremendously in this last two hours. Excellent points. Top marks. You had great points too, sir. It seems like I need to go back and play Dragon Age two. Because I remember you also I, remembered which character was wearing the ascot. So that's. 18. We're talking about Dragon Age. <laughs> so, so, it seems like I need to go back to the world of Thetis. Um, I don't know about y'all. That's what I'm about to do after we're done here. I need to finish. It's so much fun. I need to finish Dragon Age um, Awakening before I can go into Dragon Age 2. I did finish Origins recently. I know. I did think about like booting that up again where I was like ooh do I romance do I romance Alistair or do I romance Efren it's always so difficult I romance Morgan for real this time (laughs) she's good but she's also like she's another one that much like Solus like if you do not romance her that first playthrough like you sort of done you sort of done fucked yourself up because you're like mm, you're a liar it's that dlc her the final dragon age origins dlc um witch hunt definer oh my goodness and then no yeah no i know that dlc I, and yes people i left with her so when i play inquisition she says he's out there somewhere and waiting for me that's right Morgan's waiting for her baby daddy. I am still very angry about the bug from Dragon Age 2, where even if you romanced Severin, um, he still goes to have his little fun party with Isabel when you meet him. And if he survives your <laughs> encounter in Dragon Age 2. My brother called, um, he called me a, a perv because I had that little party between Hawk, Isabella, and Zebrin. Yeah. But if you, like, romanced him in the first one, he's supposed to, like, gently and politely, like, turn you down and turn Isabel down. But, yeah, like, there was a bug that, that. yeah, there was a bug that prevented that from kicking over. And I was like, whatever. It's fine. I still love my beautiful Zevran. Well, 
Thank you for listening to the Space Society Collective. This episode, the Denny, the I was about to call myself Denny. We gave us a we we, we combined the name Denny, yeah, Desi, Benny, Denny. Yeah. The that it's the, two hours. It, it's the Denny episode. Mm-hmm. And they'll never get the reference if we make that joke on the next episode. We could on the next Denisode. <laughs> yes. I said it. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm I'm happy that we combined our names like we're the Wonder Twins. We form a bucket. And, you know, I'm not going to go on this DC round about the Wonder Twins, but I'm just going to say, I forgot to say at the top of the episode, make sure you listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can also rate us on Apple Podcasts now and on Spotify. Because we're cool like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that because we had a podcast that we going on for two years without stopping. So, yay! Thank you to this crew. <laughs> uh, until the next episode, which I think is going to be one and done movies. Mm-hmm. Bye. And then two episodes later, Dragon more Dragon Age Confessions with my confession, if I could find it. Gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs>